T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is uh, 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling on this uh, Tuesday morning, day two. Of the new uh, morning show, week two, of course, since the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. Day one for the Phillies with a full squad at spring training. Of course, no Bryce Harper, though, for a while with his injury. Uh, uh, the Flyers, they win last night. Sixers won't play for a few more days with this all-star break. we got a lot to do, and we welcome you. If this is your first chance to listen to this, the new morning show, we welcome you here. And certainly you can join us at 215-592-9494. Richie Rich. Hello there, Joe. Hello there, John. You know, the president's vehicle, nicknamed the Beast? Yes, I do know that. Did you know it always travels with a refrigerator full of the president's blood type? Wow. Yeah, a fridge full of blood in case of emergency. You know what? Doing a better job than Sirianni did in the Super Bowl, covering all the bases. I'll tell you that, man. Oh. How's that How, How's that for a little... Seltzer, nice does that, does that work as far as a little... Little yeah. little zinger in there. I mean, look, not too bad. It's yeah, because right. here's the deal, guys. And, and again, welcome to everyone. And uh, you know, we're we're happy to be here. I, I know with President's Day yesterday, perhaps not everyone that would normally listen to the show listened yesterday. So I guess everyone's got to get work done, right? I mean, it's, you know, one of those things. Get back to work, and drive, and hello to everybody. Hello. Look, there is an aspect to this Super Bowl, and John, you and I in the midday show, and to an extent yesterday, um, we've covered a lot of it, but we we haven't covered nearly enough of it. And I think the town hasn't covered enough of it. You consider there's an aspect of this Super Bowl that has flown way under the radar. And that is Nick Sirianni's culpability as Eagles head coach in the Eagles losing a Super Bowl that we all thought they would win. I mean, th- this is the rare case, and I mean the really rare case. Championship round, favorite, got a pretty sizable lead, Team loses it, Philadelphia sports team loses it, and almost no focus has been on the head coach. And, and I know we've been diverted with the field and the flag and all this stuff, and I'm not saying those are, aren't things worth talking about, but when you consider Philly sports history, I mean, Vermeil obviously criticized after 80. Jim Fregosi after 93 with the decision to put in Mitch. Terry Mary fired by the Flyers after the Flyers lost the cup in 97, and John, while the Rob Thompson thing simmered down, at least for a couple days, man, people were hot over his decision to pull Zach Wheeler out of that game, and that decision was a disaster, and Rob Thompson rightfully got criticized. Here's the deal. Sirianni, man, it's like he's just way under the radar. It's like he's stealth, Yeah. and he shouldn't be, because, John, let me tell you something, man. He should be more, and I like him. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good dude. But I got to call it real. I thought he came up real small in a in a real big spot. 
Well, I think it was very obvious that he was the less experienced coach in that situation. No question. We saw that rear its ugly head. I I think that the Nick culpability thing is fascinating because it's almost like sleight of hand. You know, everyone, Eagles fans-wise, is distracted by the situations, the field, the flags. Yep. The uh, No one's noticing that – yeah, you know, Nick Sirianni probably should have avoided taking a timeout to avoid a delay of game. Uh, you, so you would have been able to stop the clock you think? at the end of the game. Uh, people, we like Nick. We, yeah. we believe that Nick has the, the, the work ethic and the toughness, and he, and he feels right for us. But he had a bad game. He did. And circumstances have caused us to just sort of look past that. You know, like uh, – Andy Reid, Steve Spagnolo, they outcoached our coaches. Nick Sirianni didn't do well enough, very clearly. And it's yet, the prime way. It's the prime reason gloss over it, John. It's the prime reason he was lost the game. They got outcoached. Yes, I mean they got outcoached. Yes, and 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 I know Gannon is taking most of the heat, but there's also you know I got to invoke my guy Harry Truman. The buck stops here. I mean Gannon reports to Sirianni. Sirianni was his boss. You know, I, I just, when I look at this, and everyone can weigh in, 215-592-9494. I mean, first off, in your estimation, are we right that Sirianni should take more heat? Yes or no? Again, 215-592-9494. I mean, John, consider the following. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl as a favorite. Sirianni. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl with a 10-point lead at halftime. Sirianni. He, he clearly did not properly oversee Gannon in the defense. Whether that's an in-game thing, whether that's a you got 13 days to prepare for this game thing, I mean, what the Chiefs did to the Eagles' defense, the complexity, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy to face Mahomes and Reed. Guys, don't get me wrong. That is a hell of a challenge, but obviously Sirianni did not do enough to oversee that whole thing, either pregame or in-game. You got the reality of, and this to me was the killer that I focused on the most after the game, I thought it was an absolute horrendous decision to punt the ball in fourth and three in the fourth quarter. I know it kind of cuts across the grain of conventional wisdom because of how deep the Eagles were in their own territory. But the bottom line is the Eagles had already relinquished the lead. They were down a point. I mean, this was a – to me, it was very obvious the defense was struggling at this point. He didn't feel the game the way Doug did in Super Bowl 52 when it was about 10 yards down the field. Doug said, let's go for it on a fourth and one. I mean, I I just thought that was a huge mistake – you also have the reality that he was, I think, I'm pretty damn sure, Sirianni is the guy in charge, too slow to adjust on getting his players to change cleats. I mean, I think that was a real factor in this Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you got the reality that the Sirianni-Hurts combo was way too slow to get plays off. And while it didn't hurt the Eagles early in the game from the standpoint that they were still scoring and the offense was – I found it strange. Like, well, why the Eagles slow I down? liked it early but the, because you do have to try to play some keep away with right. Mahomes. But then – Fourth quarter. Why? Why in the fourth quarter are you still following the same protocol? Down eight. That – that it was impossible to explain. Right. It, it, look, it wasn't bad coaching by Nick. It was coaching that wasn't as good as what they were doing on the other sideline. And, and we just sort of let that – Pass by and and you know it, it's it's unfair it's unfair to say that this team man it, it that's the worst part for me this team was better this team was better than that team we faced yet they outcoached us 
and we're not blaming. Yeah, it's really weird, man. I mean, I, I think our attention has been diverted. Look, let's go to the phones and find out what everyone thinks. 215-592-9494. The Sirianni thing. Uh, is it right for him to escape criticism? Is it wrong? I mean, listen, I do like the guy. I do respect him a ton. I mean, I think he had a tremendous season. I'm glad he's the Eagles head coach. But as big moments go in Philadelphia sports history, come on, let's be real. He came up small. I mean, this was a title the Eagles should have won. They didn't. He had a big hand in it. Two one, and quite simply, he got out coached by Andy Reid. I mean, there is no doubt about that. 215-592-9494. What do you make of it? Again, welcome to the new morning show. Joe to camera, John Ritchie. We got Seltzer. We got Rhea. Rodney McLeod will join us coming up at 7 o'clock today. Rodney will be with us for three hours. Rodney's going to be so good at this. He's not sure yet if he's you know, going to continue to play or not. We'll, we'll kind of poke at him on that front and find out, yo, dude, what's the deal? Seltzer, we're going to get it. What's the deal, Rodney? You yeah, re- I mean, come retiring? on. Retiring? You're not retiring? NFL money, radio <laughs> money, same thing. Right, exactly. Same thing. No, he'll, he'll probably, <laughs> exactly right. He'll probably keep playing, but we, uh, we, we look forward to when uh, you know, he can be with us uh, quite a bit. And he'll be with us a, a whole bunch today for three hours. Let's go to the phones, 215-592-9494. Josh and Manny on kicks us off today. Hi, Josh. Boys, great hearing from you at 6 a.m. You know, it's a new new thing for me as well. I uh, love, love it. By the way, absolutely correct. Nick Sirianni has gotten no blame whatsoever. He's had no criticism at all. We'd much rather talk about Jonathan Gaddon, but lighting the Philadelphia fans on fire by saying he was getting offered head coaching money by the Eagles to stick around. So he needs it. You know what? Experience pays dividends, and Andy Reid just flat out outcoached him on uh, two Sundays ago. So, Josh, it, it what, what, well, you're right. Why? Isn't Sirianni getting criticized more? Because we're too focused on the stupid things like the flag and, and the turf and how the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed or a runny nose. Uh, and, and he gets nothing. He had no feel the second half. Guys, we got out coached flat out. And he just, it was laissez-faire. He didn't get any criticism at all whatsoever. And how he, like, he would rather, even the press conference, it was all about Rocky again. My God, stop talking about Rocky, Nick. Let's focus on what we got ahead. We lost. You fly out, got out coached, and you got beat. It was bad. It was bad. Josh, you're right. Appreciate the call. I don't disagree. I think that's an accurate assessment. Chris and Berwin. Hi, Chris. Gentlemen, first time, long time into the show. How are you doing? Doing, doing well, Chris. Thank you for calling us. How are you adjusting in the morning? Uh, so far, fine. I mean, talk to me after day 13, 14. We'll see how tired we are. But no, Feels I feel good. I feel fine. I feel totally fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Sirianni, I mean, I want to be honest, he really hasn't really irritated me that much with his nails and throughout the season. And as opposed to Gannon, we were just on him just because of how frustrating it would be to watch opposing offenses you know, move down the field. So Chris, I think Chris is, that a, is that a windshield wiper? What's going on back there? Sorry. The no, I'm, I'm asking, what is it? Oh, uh, machinery. What do you say? Machinery. Oh, machinery. He's at work, Joe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Chris, any step away capabilities for, yeah. you know, like I'm good. two minutes? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. All right. All right, cool. Um, <laughs> the, the, my only fault with Sirianni is the fourth. So I know we talk about the fourth and three punting for it, but for me it was kicking field goal fourth and six went to go 27-24. I mean, that's football 101. Field goals do not beat Patrick Mahomes. Like, you need to score touchdowns to beat him. 
and that's what came back to bite us in the butt. Bite so, us in the ass. Yeah, so, it, it looks, and it obviously, Chris, appreciate the call, man. It obviously did not work out. I mean, full disclosure, I was for kicking the field goal in the moment. And I do think it was the right – I mean, it didn't work out. I but had I, no problem I think it was it the wise the decision. I'll say that. Yeah, I he, had – take the points. The bigger problem that I have, we, we talk about the, the fourth and three, punt, the, the decision to punt it. For me, the, the bigger issue is you threw it on third down and you didn't have a good plan and you didn't protect your quarterback when you threw it on third down. Yeah, You run that ball there. Fairly certain you'll gain something, and that, then you that puts can go you in for a it. better position yeah, yeah. for fourth down. Yep, there's that. There's also this element, and I mean, Ray, we didn't talk about this yet at mm-hmm. all. Why was the punter still the punter? Sippus. Well, they, that was their biggest biggest problem all year. The biggest glaring thing yeah. was special teams. You know, the, the Brett was terrible, but he wasn't as bad as that as that play right there. It was something they never addressed, and it bit him. It bit him badly. Bit him big time. I yep. mean, guys, I, that game show all those years ago, what was it? Uh, let's make a deal. What was it? Door one, door two, yep. door three. Yes. So door one, Sipos, yes. he stunk. Yes. Door two, Brett Kern, he stunk. stunk. Uh, door three? <laughs> Couldn't like, be any worse, right? Right? I mean, is there, like, is there another? Isn't p- there a bus that goes I around? Mean, my God. But that's. You know, that is it hurt him, that John. is Howie, too. It is Howie, oh, too. Yeah. That is a lot of Howie on that one. Uh, you know, I, I'm i blaming Nick. But I got to believe, John. It if, is if the- hard to blame Howie because this team was so outstanding. But that's one area. It was just like a blind spot. And I they're know. bringing him back with no questions asked. Wh- who? Going Clay. On? Oh, yeah. that Well, that decision, too. That, yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean. So it's just I I don't know man I I I do want to find I want to find out from Sirianni and and Howie why was the punter still the punter and they probably won't give a straight up answer they'll probably try to cover to an extent it's just that's uh, do you have confidence this this game this experience makes Nick Sirianni a better coach I we really need new phones T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only twenty five dollars a month new iPhone 15s it's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah, you know, the, the shame, John, of this conversation about Sirianni, uh, and again, Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, is we like him, 
He had a phenomenal season. I mean, and I, I look, I thought it was one of the best coaching jobs I had ever seen in Philadelphia sports history, which for me, in my lifetime, I always thought was Larry Brown number one in 01. Didn't win the title, but I thought he got everything he could out of that group. And, you know, there, there are a couple other systems. Doug. I mean, Doug. And Doug. And Doug. Yeah, those, yeah, James, exactly. Those two. Doug Peterson, Larry Brown. And then you think of college basketball, and there were some Cheney years that were just incredible, some Jay Wright years that were incredible. I mean, Sirianni was, for, I mean, for five months, John, he was there. And then they're on the biggest stage. Yeah. And he laid an egg, and it's like nobody even noticed it because of the field and the flag and all the other stuff, and Gannon, all the stuff we focused on. I mean, guys, think of it this way. Just if, if nothing else, consider this. For all the heat that Donovan in particular and Andy to a, a lesser extent took in 2004, February of 05, for the, the slow-going drive that, by the way, ended with a touchdown pass to Greg Lewis, but it did take too long given the fact the Eagles were down 10 points. I mean, there was a situation nine days ago, Eagles played in the Super Bowl. They were down by eight points. In the fourth quarter, down by eight, it took them four minutes and seven seconds to run eight plays. Four minutes and seven seconds to run eight plays. Basically, they were going to five, four, three, two, one every single snap. Right. Down eight. And, and it's just astounding that it's like that doesn't get any focus. And, yes, that drive, like the Greg Lewis drive with Donovan, it ended in a touchdown. Yes, this drive resulted in a two-point conversion. Tie game. We all felt better, obviously. But because they took so long, they never got the ball back with any realistic chance except for, you know, the very, 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 very end of the game with one play. I mean, that, that's a failure, man. And it's inexplicable. It doesn't make any sense. It's not good enough. He should have been, well – we would hope that he would be able to pull us out of that nosedive. It was almost like this team in the second half was choking, and we needed to pull off a Heimlich somehow. And Nick Sirianni, as the head guy, you need to be able to manage that. And it, and it's and it's not just one little thing. Right. It's part it was- of it, it. It's circumstance. And and when we get the ball back after the first orbit motion touchdown, right. and our offense can't maintain that drive. We end up having to punt the ball away again. I do. I absolutely believe part of the reason we were fooled twice on the same motion is because the defense didn't have enough time on that sideline to to get the coaching points down. It was three plays. Hey, yeah, it was quick. We punted it away, and then instantly the, the Chiefs are right back in the red zone. We didn't have a chance. The coaches should have been able to make something happen. 215-592-9494 to weigh in. That's what John's doing right now. Hi, John. Good morning, guys. I, uh, I agree with you. What happened at the game was that there was a role reversal. Nick Sirianni got completely outcoached and made no adjustments in the second half, like Andy Reid got completely outcoached and made no adjustments in the second half of Super Bowl 39. And it was a complete role reversal. Now, what I'm happy to see is it took a while because he's stubborn, but eventually Andy Reid adjusted and corrected it. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I think that also, if you look at it, it makes really what Doug Peterson did even more remarkable that he did not get out coached by Belichick. But then again, Doug Peterson had a former head coach as his defensive coordinator and a guy who'd been in the league a thousand years as his offensive coordinator. And if you look at this team in the end, it came down to what I was always worried about was that there was really at the very end in most critical times, there was really no adult in the room. You had three wonderkins basically in charge of the entire team. And across the field, you had Andy who had coached for a thousand years, and yeah, another guy who was a former head coach 
that was a DC. But if you look at it, maybe they're course correcting. I mean, if you're talking to Vance Joe's, I don't believe this whole they gave uh, they're trying to offer again and uh, head coach my own. I do, I do, I do believe it, John. I think they like them a lot, man. I, I, Look, they might—they might have they thought the I case. I think it's that. incredible. I, it is incredible to me that he took the Cardinals' job if he was being offered the similar money. It is I, not I a good I job. I don't believe it. I—I I, I know, but I don't believe that. That's why I don't believe they gave him head coach money. But anyway, mm-hmm. but if you look at the guys they're talking to, Vance Joseph, former head coach. Okay, wasn't a great experience in Denver, but he had nothing to work with. But a very, very good DC, and this guy from Wisconsin. Yeah. Not only very, very experienced, has been coaching forever, but developed some very, very good defensive schemes and players. Aggressive. Both, both of those coaches are so much more aggressive than Jonathan Gannon. Jim Leonard, uh, he's, he, he likes to light it up. You know, former safety, like run around, put your face on people guy. And uh, I think he coaches the way he played, which I think we, as fans, would certainly appreciate. A lot of people would. Joe, I said that to you yesterday. I said the philosophy of these two guys is completely different. So I'm with the call. I don't believe that they offer the money because they offer them that much money, but their immediate thought is to go get someone, two people who have completely different philosophies. Well, it is. It is. uh, It does seem incongruent. You know, if if you want to. Pay a ton. I mean, you're probably talking five million dollars or four million dollars for Gannon as the defensive coordinator. You believe in him, his style, and then it's like, well, you flip the other way. Maybe I don't know. Look, there's also the possibility they're interviewing guys and they just want to get a lot of intel, and they're going to go back to someone who's like Gannon, and they want to learn from people. I, I don't know. I mean, sometimes those interview processes are about learning uh, the way different people think. Who knows? Hey, coming up in one minute. One minute. How you can win Sebastian Maniscalco tickets plus more calls. Here's what's happening at Borgata. Don't miss out on the action at Borgata's Poker Room, where great cards, lucky seats, and high hands bring excitement to every player. Open seven days a week. Excitement is waiting. Borgata is the ultimate place to watch the March College Basketball Tournament, beginning March 16th from tip-off to the final buzzer. Guaranteed seating available at BetMGM Sportsbook and Bar and more. Not sure where to go? Go to Borgata's Central Conference Center to catch all the action with free public viewing. Bet your brackets at Borgata. Visit theborgata.com to reserve your seat. And for more details, must be 21 or older gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so Celso, one thing I noticed here is this uh, mood of the midday show has certainly increased the, um, let's say. From the, the, from the midday show. From the midday show, excuse me. The quality of the prizes were given away. Oh, yeah, buddy. I mean, <laughs> yes. Richie, we were like a $25 yeah. gift card to here. Uh, how about this? How we about... appreciate all the prizes we get, <laughs> just for the record. Some we appreciate more than others, and the audience will appreciate. How about this? A pair of tickets on the line today to see us, and I think he's the best. I, I, he's my favorite comedian going these days. Sebastian Maniscalco in Atlantic City uh, at the Borgata. Of course, we're going to be at the Borgata every Friday, including this Friday, uh, at the Borgata Hotel Casino on November 9th. For more information on the show date and tickets and the whole deal, visit theborgata.com. Now, John, uh, I, I, we can't say happy birthday to Alan Rickman because he, he passed away a number of years ago, but he played in a number of movies uh, some memorable villains, including most notably, most notably, Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber in Die Hard was just oh. phenomenal. He was tremendous. He was Love tremendous. So in honor of the great Alan Rickman in that role he played, because he was also a bad guy in Harry Potter, he's a bad guy in Robin Hood, uh, the Kevin Costner one. Bad guy in Harry Potter, but then you, you really learn to appreciate him and love him. He's got some subtlety to his acting. He was great, man. Chops. All right, give me the best villain of all time. 
because, you know, Hans Gruber's up there. I don't know if he's the best of all time or not. John and everyone at 215-592-9494. Best answer by the end of the show, whoever provides it will win the Sebastian Maniscalco ticket at the Borgata in November. John, best villain of all time, who is it? This is right up your alley. For those who don't know, Joe has watched the original Superman with Christopher Reeve. I don't know, 150 times. Not 150. Wow. I would say... <laughs> like 75 or something. I would say 50 to 75. <laughs> right behind Teen yes. Werewolf? Teen Wolf. Yeah. Teen Wolf. Yeah, I'm it's, sorry. <laughs> so it's, it surpasses that, but it's... Yeah, I mean, I've watched it a lot. And with good reason. And the, the second one, Superman 2... You've got General Zod, yeah. Terrence Stamp, kneel before Zod. He was great. And then Superman's like, I'm going to take your hand. I'm going to kind of like rip you. And then down down the chute you go. <laughs> Seltzer, give me a great answer. Unbelievable villain. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Oh. Wow. Also led to one of our best drops that we never really play that much. But Joe said this one time. Hey, just remember, do the tuck. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother matter. <laughs> going after Buffalo Bill, and bu- Buffalo Bill would do the tuck. By the way, if you're going to take a haymaker, I might as well just say Darth Vader. I mean, sure. if that, Seltzer, if that's the game we're playing, like, let's just take Mount Rushmore's off the board. Yeah. Rhea, give me a great villain. Who do you got? This is not right up either one of your uh, alleys, and I don't think you'll like it at all. Jonathan Gannon. All right, Jody Cameron, uh, John Rich, it is 94 WIP. So, John, I don't know about you and Seltzer with this move to the mornings. Rhea is used to it, but <laughs> I had my first morning show hosting faux pas. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, maybe faux pas is not the right term, but I uh, I took a three-hour nap yesterday. No. I broke, no, I, broke no. The, I broke the rules on day one. Right. I told you. Yeah, I was supposed to do like a 30-minute to one-hour nap, and I took a three-hour nap, and it resulted in me staying up late. What time did you stay up till? Uh, I was up till about 11.30. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah. I went yeah. to bed at 7.30. Yeah, so I, I messed up day one. Bad job by me. You didn't set an alarm? Uh, I did, but I cranked right through. <laughs> so just don't awful. do that when it's the wake up in the morning. No, alarm, no, right? it'll be different. It's right. so, I was literally just telling Wachter, I feel like so much better today at this time yeah, than good. I did yesterday at that time. And I still feel fine. I'm sure, listen, later today, I'll just, you know, suck it up, stay awake. And Let's then... check in with him around 9 o'clock, yeah, exactly. 9 a.m. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, 215-592-9494. Brian Dawkins, uh, pretty critical of Jonathan Gannon uh, yesterday with uh, Joe and Hugh in the afternoon uh, in the Midday Show. We'll get to that coming up shortly because he certainly uh, laid it out there. He's not a fan of of uh, John Gannon. To the phones, Kyle in New Jersey right now. Hi, Kyle. What's up, guys? Hi, Kyle. How are you, buddy? Not bad, man. I, I know I called a couple, um, somebody joined me a month ago, and um, I found out we're, we're going to be having a boy. I finally got the news. Congratulations, hey. dude. Great That's work. Awesome. So um, on this talk about Sirianni, I just I think it's plain and simple. I think we got out coach. Um, I we all knew these guys were young and they were gonna probably wind up making a mistake. We all kind of talked about it throughout the season, and it all kind of happened during the Super Bowl. Everything kind of came out, and um, I just I think it's pretty simple. We got out coach. I think Sirianni out of everyone's gonna learn from this. I thought if Spiken stayed, I was I was going to be pretty happy about that because I thought he was someone that can learn from this. Jonathan Gannon, he's just he's just a bum, and I'm not. He ain't going to learn from nothing. He's going so, to stick to whatever he's doing. So, Kyle, here's the deal on the Sirianni point you brought up, and this is where John, I struggle, man. Listen, we all knew, yeah, theoretically Sirianni could struggle in a big spot, but I didn't think it was going to happen, and I certainly did not think 
he would be outcoached in the game by Andy. I thought there's a chance Andy could dial some prep stuff up, which I think Andy did, that outcoached Sirianni. But it was the in-game stuff that I thought Sirianni and the Eagles had a clear edge because of Sirianni. And, but they were, slow, they were slow at getting the plays going. The clock kept going five, four, three, two. Like, that was a disaster. So do you take away My from God. this? Like, do you take away from this that we overestimated Sirianni this whole year? Because the possibility exists that that incredible roster made him look much, much better the entire season. Yes. Think of the teams that we put. We, we were lamenting the fact that we didn't know how good we'd be against a good quarterback. We didn't face any of those during the season. It's possible. That's I the mean, Jonathan Gannon. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. But uh, bad team around him. It's possible. How, how much of this is Sirianni is overrated by us because the team was so great this year? Kyle, give me a, a great villain. Who do you have, man? I got, I got the Joker. This better be the winner. The Joker. All right. Which one am I writing down? I'll be, should, do we need a clarification, Seltzer, on which Joker? I don't, I don't get know. Get them all? Yeah, I think you get them all. I mean, no yeah. one's going to say a different Joker. You get Jack. You get Heath. Yeah. You get that guy, the yeah. cartoon one from back in the yeah, day. When, uh, Mark uh, Hamill voiced. Yeah, Joker. he did. You're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's listen, Johnny. Your question. I don't know. That's a fascinating. I don't know. It's I, possible. It's possible. Absolutely. It's possible. We didn't think. Okay, the, the the start of last year when we were two and five, we thought this guy was getting fired, and then second half of the season. But then against great competition in the postseason, didn't look like he had the chops. Yeah. And we said, oh well, you know, we'll we'll get him next year. This next year comes, we do get them, but the, the, the level of competition was low all season long. It is an interesting question. Let's go to Jason right now. What's up, Jason? Hey, how are you? Hi, Jason. What's I going on, buddy? Hey, Jason. I would like to welcome you to the morning show. Um, I, I've been a contributor for years, for you know, and I would like to contribute continue to contribute you got it jason Jason. go ahead bud uh i would like to talk about the phillies you know time to turn the page i think that the phillies are gonna have a decent year i'm interested to see how trade turner does and um I just want to welcome everybody to the morning show. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Super kind of you. Yeah, Jason, I'm excited for the Phils. I mean, listen, it should be a big year. It's going to be fascinating to see this regular season, how they size up with the Mets and Braves, because, frankly, the, the Phils weren't even close to those two teams as good over 162 games last year. But, man, they got hot when it mattered most, and uh, it'll be really fun. Jason, give me a great villain. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to say – I guess it opens up the, you know, I mean. Yeah, we're not really looking for Hitler today or well, that kind of thing oh, is the point, you know. For the love of God, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're going to open it oh, up, I'm I just say. saying don't, we're not looking for that. Far yeah. <laughs> if we're going to put real people in there, that's not what we're looking for. Fair. Good point. Thank you, James. Yes, we are not, we are not looking for world strife and all of that awfulness. All right, Brian Dawkins on Gannon. He said some interesting things to Joe and uh, and uh, and uh, and Hugh yesterday. We'll get to that coming up in one minute.
Join me now. Bet on pro and college hoops, hockey, MMA, and more. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app has you covered. Get odds, bets, slots, and games right in the palm of your hand. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. The official sportsbook for the real Philly sports fan and the only sportsbook and casino app that I recommend. Bet on more than just the score. Bet on player performances. And with live in-game betting, you can bet during the game. Bet on player points, assists, and rebounds. And check out our pro basketball team. This Thursday, we're four-point favorites hosting Memphis. Minus 175 on the money line. Join me now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app and start playing instantly with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. You must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so, you know, one of the things with Hugh hosting the middays with Joe Giglio is they're obviously going to be able to tap into some former Eagles players as guests. Seltzer, you notice what I just did there related to Oh, I saw. Yeah. John, wow, where, was that a shot? I mean, John, where are our Not former? even a veiled shot, just yeah. a straight wow. across yeah. the bow. Where, where's your getting your guys from the year? Oh, come on, Richie. Uh-huh. Where's your guys through the years? No. <laughs> All right, let's listen. You can get them. <laughs> let's, listen to, uh, let's listen to Doc because he, he commented on Jonathan Gannon, who's been uh, severely criticized uh, in particular the last nine days, but earlier points of the season and certainly last year as well. Here's Brian Dawkins on Jonathan Gannon. By, by the what? way, by the way, by the way, he keeps calling him Rich. He's doing the Rich Gannon, <laughs> Jonathan Gannon thing. He keeps Friend calling him Rich. Friend of the show, Rich Gannon. Yeah, just just know he's talking about Jonathan Gannon, even though he keeps calling him Rich. What Rich did is he took advantage of the personnel that the front office gave them. Got got a lot of dudes that can win one on one battles, and so he put those guys in position to have that success during the year. The only thing that I kept saying the whole year is that when your fastball is not working, you have to have a changeup, mm-hmm. and you have to be used to throwing that changeup. You know, for us, we're going to blitz, right? We're going to disguise. We're going to move around. And so, it, you know, just like I know, Hugh, that how many times we walk through blitzes. We walk through specific angles. This is the trajectory. This is the angle excuse, you want to take. So as one offensive lineman can't block two, those type of mm-hmm. things. And so for a team that does not blitz, and when you ask them to blitz, it's a foreign subject to them. So that's why for me, and people were getting on me, well, they're getting sacks. Well, I love the sacks. Continue to get the sacks, but also mix in the blitz so that those guys know what to do when, pl- when plan A is not working and you have to go to plan B. Plan B happened this past, um, uh, past Sunday. All right, so you get a feel that, Doc, you can tell he's not, a, he's not a fan. I mean, he's not in love with him, but he hasn't thrown a haymaker at him yet. But you can tell he's not loving Gannon. But it's this next piece of audio where you can tell Doc really lays it out plain. You weren't winning your one-on-one battles. Why? Because the field was jacked up. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that neutralizes speed rushes, right? It's a sloppy field. That was a sloppy field. So you have to do other things. And Rich did not do a good job of adjusting to that, to getting away from his fastball, going to uh, change-ups or different blitz packages. And as for me, playing under, um, under this defensive coordinator, me personally, I would have hated it. Because none of the things that I was blessed to do, blitzing and all of those things, would have been added to this defense under uh, Rich Gannon. It's pretty damning, John. Wow. Pretty damning. I, you know, he makes a great point about the, the way that you practice differently if you are a blitzing defense. And, and that is I, – that, think about that. You're, you're talking angles. You're talking the specifics yeah. of every blitz play. Hey, you got to take his inside shoulder, run through his inside shoulder to force him. Like so, so then he can't take two, 
I doubt that our defense was coached up on those fundamentals, on on some of the you know the, the stuff that we were trying to do. We did try to blitz in the Super Bowl. We got caught. By the way, including a lot of people probably don't know this that. One of those two touchdowns, and I'm forgetting right the now which one. one. The second, second one, second one. was an all 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 out blitz. It yep. was a zero. It yeah. was a zero blitz where there's no safety in the middle, where it's everyone's man. Right. So if you have a blown assignment and the quarterback finds it, it's going to be a touchdown. The the interesting yeah. thing is, Quentin Michael said the same thing yeah, yesterday or the day before that that Brian Dawkins said when you never practice it, it was clear it showed. Yeah. It showed in the game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, listen, it was a bad performance by the defense in the second half, and Gannon is cer- certainly culpable. That was some damning commentary, though, from Doc. For an Eagles legend to lay it out like that, I mean, he's telling you, I won't want to play for the guy. That's He said, I would hate playing yeah. Yeah, that's, for the guy. That's pretty strong. Let's go yeah. to Mike in Douglasville. Hi, Mike. What's going on, guys? Hey, Mike. You know, as if I needed any more reason to like Brian Dawkins, just to know me and him are in lockstep with Jonathan Gannon is just fantastic. <laughs> um,. <laughs> No, I mean, as far as um, the, you know, does Seriani deserve more blame? I think he does, um, you know, but when you're sitting there at press conferences, essentially saying you're an offensive minded guy, you know, Jonathan Gannon's defense is solely, you know, pretty much him. And it, it almost like takes him out of the conversation when you start talking defense and when your offense put up, you know, 35 points and you had a 10 point lead going into halftime. And although I hate this stat, only one other team went into halftime with a 10-point lead and lost, um, you know, 28-3, to Falcons, sure. Patriots, whatever. I hate that stat, but it is. You yeah, know, but, Mike, i got to tell you, your, your thing about it, he handles the offense. Listen, I, I can't sign off on that being acceptable. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick is the coach of the New England Patriots. I mean, he just is. Came right. up through the defensive side, does a lot of good stuff on offense. Obviously, Belichick has struggled the last three years. I'm not saying that's not part of it, but no one thinks of Belichick as just coaching the Patriots' defense. He is the head coach. You're right, but Joe, this and is what we had. This is what we've had all year. When when Nick Sirianni's asked about how he and Jonathan Gannon interacted, it was always, "Yeah, I tell him the offensive perspective, and we bounce things off I of know. one another." It was never. I want to run a four-two-five, and so I'm talking to Jonathan about the techniques we're going to use for that. Like that was never part of this. Well, that I, was never part of what they were looking for with this coach. So, I, John, I agree with you to an extent. I think what you're referencing, I think, was said more in the 2021 season. I don't feel like we heard Sirianni this year you as think much. It changed. You think I, I suddenly I was hoping, in year two he's the defensive mastermind. I, was, I don't think that's possible. I think he is who he is. He's an offensive guy, and he does a good job of, you know, delegating uh, and, and trusts Look, I was Jonathan hoping, Gannon. Mike, I was hoping it, it would evolve. Now, maybe it did not, and if it didn't, shame on, on Sirianni. Well, how much of this – look, we're, we're avoiding the, the million-dollar question here. Howie Roseman, Howie Roseman believes in Nick Sirianni as the head coach of this team. Sure. And, and the plan, the, the way that it's constructed, the way that the, all these coaches interact, you know, it, this, this falls to Howie in, in some respects. And, and Howie's not getting any blame because this roster was unbelievable. Yeah, I don't blame Howie. Mike, give me, unless, except for the punter thing, if he was in on that decision. Mike, give me a great villain. Super fast. If you guys could answer it once I'm off. Can you guys honestly think back to a play on offense this season that you sat there and looked at and was just like, wow, that was Drawn up great. You know, you go back to 2017, you got the, um, 
you know, well, the Eagles' offense was simple. To... It was simple, but it was effective. They didn't. They didn't have to be. They didn't have to go to other things. I mean, listen, Vince Lombardi in the '60s ran the sweep over and over and over and over again, and he ran it to five titles. I mean, you can be simple and effective, and the Eagles' offense, in many ways, was. Mike, give me a great villain. Um, let's go, Hannibal Lecter. Already said. Give me a different one. Oh crap! I missed that one. Um. You guys said all my other ones. All right, buddy. Mike, appreciate the The simple but effective thing. Yep. Very true. Uh, What we saw in that second half especially was the Chiefs having a plan for the RPO stuff for the run to stop the run. Yeah. You know, given pull reads to Jalen Hurts, meaning, you know, the way we're playing it, you need to keep it, and we're looping a linebacker to where you're going to be. You know, all season long we were concerned, hey, what if the simplicity – is something that the rest of the NFL catches up with. Yep. They got they, they got half a year now to figure this thing out. They've got the Chiefs approach on tape. How worried are you that next season the simplicity comes back and bites us? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a factor. It's where you hope that Jalen and who had an incredible season evolves so that Sirianni trusts them for a more complex offense, which I don't think Sirianni trusted Jalen yet. For full field reads. There's a lot I don't understand about the way the offense was run, and, and particularly in terms of the, the protection. Yep. You know, it, it, is, it falls on the quarterback when a read is hot. Yep. You know, you have to identify the blitz. You have to know where you're going with the ball. Maybe we ran it sometimes th- this season. You know, the hot route stuff, the site adjustment stuff. But I can, t- I can name scores of plays. Off, you know, offhand, where we didn't do that advanced, like the NFL offense stuff. Sure, it was much more collegiate. It was in a lot of respect. There's no question. Up ahead, Roddy McLeod. He won a Super Bowl with the Eagles, and good dude, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.